thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. Come on in, bring your Bible, bring your faith. Add your faith to the word that you hear because that's when it's, that word is converted into power, when our faith is mixed in with it. Amen. We've been taking several weeks now and teaching on the subject of following the Holy Spirit. And you say, why is it so important that we learn to follow the Spirit? Because He's our helper. <laughs> he will guide us, lead us, counsel us. But the, the wonderful thing is He guides us. He unveils and reveals the Word to us. But He will guide us into all the Word, all that belongs to us that the Word reveals to us. Not only that, He'll lead you into healing. He will lead you into healing in the sense of if we need to make a correction, if we need to add something, take away something, change something, He will be the divine help that, that will direct us in changes that need to be made. And thank God to know what changes we may need to make. And, uh, but he's in, He is so interested in the Word coming to pass in your life. So He will lead us into the Word. And know this, the Holy Spirit is interested in working with one thing, the Word. The Word. And uh, so the more we get the Word in us, the more we're giving Him to work with in us. And uh, so we need to know the Word, but we also need to recognize how the Spirit leads us. And so we've been taking weeks and teaching on it, so we invite you to go back, watch previous episodes. We've been quoting something that Brother Hagen would say to us because Kenneth Hagen was our spiritual father for decades, and he would make this statement, if you can teach people to follow their spirits, you can help them in every arena of life. Amen. Now listen Amen. to that. Many times Christians, until they're taught, don't even know to follow their spirit. Yes. You know, uh, some, we come out of sometimes systems and homes where we were taught to follow our feelings, yes. follow our emotions, yes. follow our intellect, um, follow our own reasonings, yeah. follow our own plan. Yes. But God gives us a divine genius on the inside of us to follow. Amen. 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 And the Holy Spirit, as I said, will always lead us in line with the Word. So anytime you're following the Holy Spirit, you're following the Word. Yes. Amen. Yes. You're, you're in line yes. with the Word. You're not off the Word. Yes. The, um, God has a system of communication with His children. Mm -hmm. And if I could say this, he has a, a chain of command yes. of how he deals with us. Um, when God is speaking to us, dealing with us, making something of his will known to us, he's not going to talk to our minds. That's not the chain of command. The chain of command is he will 
he will minister his wisdom, his direction, his plan to our spirit. He is a spirit and he deals with us as spirit beings. So when he speaks to us, it's spirit to spirit. His his spirit to our spirit. And when you got born again, the Holy Ghost came in you to abide. He is the indwelling spirit. So uh, he knows the mind of God. He knows the wisdom of God. He takes what he hears from God and he imparts, the Holy Spirit imparts the wisdom, the knowledge of God into your spirit. Then your spirit, uh, if I could say this, enlightens your mind. So how God leads, it comes from the inside up. It does not come from out here into the mental arena. You have to understand that. And many times people don't know that. So they don't know that their spirit is a safe guide. They have, you know, as as human beings, we're just taught everything's up here out of what you can figure out, out of what you can reason out and what you can plan, but we have a divine genius in us. Amen. And he will impart the wisdom of God, the mind of God into our spirits. And so if we will turn toward our spirits, get that phrase, turn toward our spirits. To turn toward our spirit, we have to turn away from the reasonings. We have to turn away from emotions. And I can say this, we even have to turn away from circumstances out here. We don't look to circumstances out here to know how God's leading us. He's not leading us based on whether a circumstance is favorable or unfavorable. Now, don't misunderstand me. When we're following the plan of God, circumstances may be favorable. And the devil can also, if I could say this, try to um, energize wrong circumstances. So we're not led by circumstances. We're led by the Spirit of God. And we've been talking about how do you know if the Spirit of God is leading you to do something or not to do something? Well, you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And so uh, we follow the peace that leads us. That is following the Holy Spirit. So if we have peace in our spirit about something, then we know that's in agreement with how the Spirit of God's leading us. Follow the peace. Follow the peace. And uh, sometimes you'll have peace in your spirit about something, but your mind will say, now I can figure out a lot of reasons why that's not a good direction. Ignore your mind. Because God's not leading you through your mind. He's leading you through your spirit. So your spirit is a safe guide when you're born again. Um, So... If you don't have peace about something, even though it makes good sense to the mind, don't override your spirit. Don't violate your spirit to follow your mind. Always follow when you have peace or if you don't have peace. If there's not peace about a certain thing, that means don't go that way. Don't go that direction. So we've taken a lot of time and we've ministered about how to recognize how the Spirit's leading. But we're going to even go further today. Amen. I want you to turn with me to John chapter 16 in verses 5 through 7 we're going to read. John 16 and we'll start reading in verse 5. Jesus was speaking to his disciples. Now see, they've been with him for three years now. They've been, they've been living a, a, an extraordinary life, being a, a disciple of his. And Jesus announces something to them one day. Think of this. But now I go my way to him that sent me. 
And they're going, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he said, and none of you asketh me, whither goest thou? But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's expedient, or we would say this, to your advantage. Yes. Yeah. It's to your advantage for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Yes. Now, listen to these words. He said, because I've told you these things, what, well, what's one of the things he's told him? I'm leaving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, what do you mean you're leaving? <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Peter goes, wait a minute. I left my daddy's fishing business. Yeah. <laughs> we, I walked away from my, another says, I walked away from my tax business. Uh, yeah. I, I, we walked away to follow you, and now you're saying you're going? Yeah. No wonder everybody, nobody's saying anything. It's like, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, their mind is no doubt trying to, where do I place this? Yeah. You're leaving. Yes. Where do I put yes. that? Yes. And he said, because I've said these things, sorrow hath filled your heart. But notice he says, nevertheless, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. Because this doesn't seem like it's right. 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 To the disciples yeah. hearing this, right? This can't be right. right. <laughs> this can't be right. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> If, for if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Another passage said, I will send you another. another. Yes. Yes. Um, for Jesus to send another. If, if, if let's say um, you say to someone in your family, I need to go down to the store. I don't have any cash on me. Do you have some cash? Uh, and they give you a $20 bill. And you go, no, 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 no. I'm going to buy more than that. Yeah. Give me another. Right. If they give you a five, did they give you another? No. no. To give you another, they have to give you what you had. The first, if they, if they gave you a 20, you say, give me another. You mean another 20. Jesus said, another is coming. What does that mean? Everything Jesus was, the Holy Spirit is. Well, everything Jesus was to these disciples through that, those three years of earthly ministry, the Holy Spirit is that to us every day, every single day. Because if he's not the same thing, he's not another. That's right. Amen. Amen. So here these disciples are going, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's think about this because um, they went from fishing to watching body parts grow back on people, watching the dead raised, watching substances multiply, right? And you can imagine how that would upend you mentally. What does this mean for me now? So to hear him and say, I'm leaving, your life went from the ordinary into the extraordinary, from the natural to the supernatural. And now the one who moved you into all that, it says, I'm leaving. <laughs> that would make you wonder. That's true. Um, they never expected him to leave early on, but now he's announcing that. You say, so where does that leave your life? 
He did not intend to leave so that you could have less. He's telling you, if I leave, you'll get more. You'll get more. more. Now, why is it to their advantage? Um, How could it be when he says it's expedient for you? Notice everything Jesus did was not for himself. It was for us. It's for us. So he said to the disciples, it's expedient for you. Now him as a man, don't you know he would have wanted to stay and live out just years of life on this earth. But he didn't come for that. He didn't come for him. He came for us. So his leaving was for us. Because with him leaving, now he says, I, if I depart, I'll send you another. I'm going to send the comforter to you. Um, So we see this. Why is it to their advantage that Jesus not be here, but the Holy Spirit be here in his place? Jesus, uh, God in the flesh, Mm -hmm. but that's the term God in the flesh. So God, he, as God in the flesh, was only present where his flesh was. That's right. Yes. But the Holy Spirit Uh is not called Holy Spirit in the flesh. He is the one who abides in every child of God. So now he's not limited to one. Now, and, and listen, when there were times when Jesus was not present with the disciples that they were not having success. <laughs> Remember that Jesus took three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, and went to the Mount of Transfiguration. The other nine disciples are left down on in that region. Um, while Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration, a man brings to the nine disciples his, his son who is troubled with a demon. Yeah. Uh, he brought him to cast the demon out. They tried and there was no success. <laughs> and so Jesus came down and talked to them and said, what are y'all dealing with? What, what have you come to my disciples about? And the father of this demon-possessed boy said, well, I brought my son to you. To you to cast out, you weren't here, so I had the, your disciples to pray, and they couldn't do it. <laughs> well, they could have, but they didn't. There was reasons why, because uh, there weren't, they weren't operating in their authority as they ought. But that's not the sermon. What I'm saying is, when Jesus was with them, there was success. But sometimes, not every time. But sometimes, when Jesus in the flesh was not able to be with them, they were not succeeding. What about when they were in the boat? Jesus said, let's go to the other side. Jesus goes to sleep. He's in the same location, but he's asleep and they start sinking. (laughs) Right? The storm comes. So they're not experiencing the success he intended for them. So Peter goes and wakes up Jesus. He's in the boat, but because he's not exercising his authority, they're experiencing difficulty. Well, he got up and he basically, he rebuked the wind and the storm. Then he rebuked them. Now notice they're not the one who brought the storm. They're not the one filling the boat up with water, but he still rebuked them. Why? Because of how they responded in the face 
of the test. They laid down their faith instead of employing their faith, instead of releasing their faith. And he turned to them and he said, oh, ye of little faith, wherefore did you doubt? So he's rebuking them because even though he was present, because he was not awake, um, they, they stepped outside of the success that belonged to them. So I'm saying all that to say this, as long as Jesus was there, their success was intact. Now they could have had success even if he wasn't there, but they were learning just like you and me. We're learning. And so Jesus was their success. And Jesus said, it's expedient for you that I go because if I go, the Holy Spirit will come. The Holy Spirit's not limited to the human body. Amen. When he entered on the day of Pentecost, he came to the earth to reside in the church. The Holy Spirit's present everywhere. Everywhere. Jesus wasn't because he was God in the flesh. The Holy Spirit is not the Holy Spirit in the flesh. Now, don't don't misunderstand me. He indwells flesh, but he's not limited to one man's flesh. He's present everywhere. He's in you, above you, beneath you, around you. Amen. That's how come you can, someone can get saved anywhere. Because the Holy Spirit's present everywhere. That's how come someone can get healed anywhere. Because there's, there's power everywhere. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is present everywhere. Wherever he is, power is. No wonder Jesus said, it's expedient to your advantage that I go away because then power is not limited to my body, to my flesh. Now it, the Holy Spirit comes and he will not be limited to one man's flesh. And Jesus could not be with the disciples 24 hours a day. As I said, I gave a few examples when he wasn't with them. Uh, but the Holy Spirit abides in us continually, never without the divine genius, never without the comforter, never without the divine helper, never without the divine teacher, never without the divine guide, never without the divine advocate, never without the divine standby. All these things that he is to us and in us, he's present every moment of the day. In the face of your difficulty, he's there. Now, why, why even though Christians who have this divine ability, the divine one uh, on the inside of them, how come it doesn't look like their life has the success in evidence of the one who belongs in them? The Holy Spirit will not intrude. He will not enforce yeah. himself, yes. intrude into the circumstances of our life. Yes. Amen. When we turn to him, acknowledge him, look to his counsel, look to his teaching, look to his guidance, then he is there and available and ready with the help we need. Why do some people seem to have more of God's help in their life than others? It's not because they have more help. It's because they turned more to their help. They acknowledged yes. their help. Yes. In the, yes. He is our helper. Right. So as I said, we do not experience his help because he's in us. We experience his help because we turn to the one who's That's in right. us. Right. Amen. 
You know, you can have money in your wallet, but if you don't take it out, you don't, you can't buy anything. It's the same thing. Not just having the Holy Spirit does not ensure success. We have to turn toward the Holy Spirit. We have to acknowledge him in whatever he says to us. We have to agree with him, not argue with him, not go, not violate his leading, not go a different direction than he's leading us. We go the direction he's leading us. So, um, just having the divine one in us is not automatic success. It's potential for success. He is the, he is our potential. Amen. But only if he's acknowledged, only if he's regarded, only if he's honored, only if he's given a place because he is a perfect gentleman. He will not take a place without us giving him a place. Amen. Amen. So Jesus was saying, just because I'm leaving, um, your life is not going to get worse. It's going to get better. (laughs) Now you can understand how they would not have realized that you, if we were, if we would have been with those disciples at that time, we would not have been able to wrap our minds around this. But on the day of Pentecost, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit arrived at Jesus's command of sending him. He said, I, if I go to the father, I'll send him. So the day of Pentecost is the day the Holy Spirit arrived Mm -hmm. into the earth to dwell in the, in the church and he's present everywhere. So, um, that's that same powers in you. Yes. That means our, the Holy Spirit is here to help our lives look like Jesus's life. Right. So now, did you get that? Yes. That our, our lives can bear the same fruit his life bore. Yes. You say, well, I'm not the Savior. No, but you have the same Holy Spirit the Savior has. Yes. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost. Yes. When did that happen? When he was baptized in the river Jordan by John the Baptist. Remember, John the Baptist saw the Holy Spirit come down on him in the form of a dove. Jesus didn't work one miracle until that. He did not preach one sermon until that. He did not uh, step out in as as Messiah into public until the anointing, the Holy Ghost came up on him. We have the same one in us. Therefore, what the Holy Spirit could produce through Jesus, he can produce through us if we will cooperate with him the way Jesus did. There you go. (laughs) But we have to be taught. We have to be taught. And no, you know, it was 30 years that Jesus Mm -hmm. was in the earth doing what he wasn't born for. Listen to that. Now let me finish that before you turn the channel or turn this off. Jesus was a carpenter. We know as a profession, he was born into a family that was a carpentry family. He worked as a carpenter. He was not sent to the earth to be a carpenter. But during the years until the anointing came on him, the spirit of God came upon him at the age of 30 or so. All the years previous, what's he doing? He's preparing. And notice God could train him to be uh, effective as a carpenter. Meaning this, you don't have to be in a pulpit ministry, in a public ministry for God to train you. Jesus was trained in private, so to speak. He was not born to be a carpenter, but he did it 30 years. Why? 
it was, that was just the place he was at mm -hmm. while God was preparing yes. him and he was training and he was being a student. Wow. Yes. 30 years of preparation yes. for three years of ministry. Wow. Preparation is important. Yes. Use every day of your life to prepare for tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Use every day of your life to prepare for the future. Use every day of your life now to prepare to carry out his plan. Because training is part of carrying out his plan. Remember when Jesus went to the river Jordan to be baptized by John? John saw the Holy Spirit come down on him in the form of a dove. He also heard a voice. And he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus hadn't performed a miracle. Jesus hadn't preached a sermon. Uh -huh. Why is God saying he's well pleased? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's been a student. Yes. He's been feeding yeah. on the word. Yeah. He's been finding himself in the word. Yes. Yes. Building in him yeah. who he was. Yeah. That's what we have to do. Right. Amen. And notice all that time of finding himself in the word. Find yourself in the word. Don't find yourself out here. Circumstances are not the definition of who you are. Your upbringing is not the definition of who you are. When you're born again, you're now in Christ. Find yourself in him. It'll change all of the process of how you see you. It's not about seeing us in us. We, we see us in him. To be in Christ means to be as Christ. In Christ equals as Christ. All that he purchased was for us so that we could live as he lived. Have the success he had, be the blessing he was. No, we're not the Savior, but we are indwelt by the Savior. Amen. It's amazing what he's provided for us. And the Holy Spirit is the one who helps us to see this come to pass in our life. He's the one that unveils and reveals this great truth to us so that we can, uh, if I could say this, so we can cooperate with the Holy Spirit the same way Jesus cooperated with him. Amen. Amen. When Jesus said, I only hear what I, I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. Who showed him? The Holy Spirit showed him. Yes. Yes. Amen. The Holy Spirit will show you. Yes. And it's to your advantage to turn toward the Holy Spirit. We won't benefit just having him in us unless we give him proper place in us. How do we give him place? Turn our attention. Listen. Pay attention. Honor the greater one in us. Amen. Well, these are some of the things we're teaching out of my book called Following the Holy Spirit. We want you to get your own copy. You can do that by going to our website at defrainministries.org and place your order there. We'll get it right out to you. But until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit defrainministries.org. In Romans 8:14, God gives His children the promise that He will lead them by His Spirit. In this important book by Nancy Dufresne, Following the Holy Spirit, you will learn how to recognize and follow the leading of the Spirit and receive God's help in every arena of your life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. 
God has provided a way for His children to have ongoing visitations from God. But many Christians don't recognize these visitations. Your life will never be the same as you meditate on the revelations in this book by Nancy Dufresne. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DeframeMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.